This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about remembrance. In the Vedic literature, the nine processes of devotional service are listed as hearing, chanting, remembering, offering prayers and obeisances, rendering service, surrendering everything, praying, etc. Now, like I said, I want to talk about remembrance. Well, what is to remember? Generally speaking, we go to school and they say, remember these facts, you know. Who's the first person to climb Everest? How many leaves are on a tree? I mean, it goes on and on and on. I don't know. Thousands and millions of different facts that you're expected to remember. And you get tested, you know. Do you remember? Huh? And you're supposed to bring these things with you through life. So we have memories. It's part of our accumulation of knowledge and uh, uh, experiences. But what is worth remembering? If at the time of death, the body stops and the memory is part of the body. So your memory, per se, ends. Let me just quantify that. I don't want to misinform any of you, but... The gross body is different from the subtle body. The gross body is the physical thing that you are sitting in. The subtle body is the mind and intelligence and ego, and they are two separate things. Srila Prabhupada describes them as the shirt and the goat. They're both covering the body. In this case, the mind and the body, they're both covering you, the eternal spirit soul. Well, if the body stops, it doesn't mean that the mind, intelligence, and ego stop. The living entity is carried by the mind and intelligence and ego to the next birth, out of the body, through a system of steps governed by management demigods of the universe, guiding you to your next birth, which is an accumulation of desires you have and karmetic reactions that you've earned for activities you've performed. The subtle body carries you so that you're able to move on. And the memories are a method of review. Reviewing what activities did you perform in this life. Your memory becomes clear when the physical body is taken away. And the mind is freed from the contaminations of the body and you can remember everything what you did right what you did wrong what you did here what you did there all of it can be remembered and it can be a very mo emotional thing to remember some of the things that you've done or beings you've associated with or variety of activities you know but in essence when you t go to take your next birth the memories are wiped the mind is no longer connected because you take a birth, you get a new mind. You get a new intelligence, you get a new body. So you remain unconscious for seven months during the gestation period when the body is being generated. 
and the new memory comes on and you start at blank and you start collecting memories and it becomes your identity becomes the new life but there needs to be an understanding that there is also a greater remembrance there's the remembrance of your eternal duty and occupation there's remembrance of your eternal relationship with the Lord there is an eternal platform of remembrance in this and for one to actually remember your eternal platform, your eternal occupational duty, your eternal responsibility, one has to awaken to the fact that as an eternal living entity and as a part and parcel of the eternal Lord, there pre-exists an eternal relationship. And remembering that eternal relationship is what gives you eternal stability and eternal life. So in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord comes forward and says, specifically talking about this, if you want to remember your relationship with the Lord, you need to think of him, the Supreme Person, as one who knows everything. And he has no lapse of memory. One who is the oldest, he is the cause of all causes. He was here before all the other things. One who is the controller, he generates the living entities. He creates the spiritual nature. He creates the material nature. And all the sub-levels he designates to other beings for creation, maintenance, and annihilation. It's still all under his control. One who is smaller than the smallest. Because the Lord is in every atom, giving it its structure. Giving it its adhesion. So he's there at every level. Smaller than we can perceive. Our senses are very blunt, actually. But anyway, smaller than we can perceive, and in some cases, smaller than we can conceive. But we can see he is beyond one who is beyond the material conception, our temporary material conception of life. He is outside of that. He is the maintainer of everything. We've discussed this before, how... Pick a street corner, I don't know, the corner of uh, number one and, uh, and uh, A, A Street and First Avenue, okay? It always stays the same, unless someone comes in and changes something. But still, it is manifest there, and it doesn't blink out, it doesn't dissolve, it doesn't go away, it doesn't cease to exist, because it's being maintained on an atomic level. The whole planet is, is the creation is being maintained from an atomic level. That's why we can't directly perceive any hand in it all. It's so small. We can see that the Lord is one who is beyond the material conception, who is inconceivable, and who is always a person. He is luminous like the sun, and he's beyond the material natures and the laws of material nature. He is transcendental and has a transcendental body, and he is eternally manifest. So by practicing this remembrance without being deviated by external influences, and thinking ever of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one is sure to achieve the planets of the divine in the spiritual world. So this is why remembrance is listed in the processes of devotional service because it delivers the highest return. So 
We are so busy. We are so distracted. We aren't thinking on this platform who is maintaining this, who has created it. We aren't thinking about the scale of extreme, infinitely small, and the universal scale, unbelievably, unfathomably large. We are in a relative perspective. That relativity is in relationship to our bodies and in relationship to the planet we're on. I don't know if any of you have traveled. I'm sure you have. But let's say you go to a very small island. Um, there's uh, Rarotonga. A lot of people have gone to Rarotonga. It's a small island up here in the Pacific. It only takes you, uh, what, a half an hour or an hour to drive all the way around the island. You're back to where you started. Very small. Well, the whole conception of life on that island is small. Similarly, I'm sure many of you have traveled to the United States or to China or to Australia. Unbelievably vast areas of land. You can't get around in a freaking lifetime. It's so vast. So the perspective of life is relative to that scale. So we are caught in a perspective that's relative to our body and relative to our planet. But the Lord is not. Because he's created millions and millions of planets in millions and millions of universes. And that's in the Vedic literature described as one quarter of the creation. So that's how vast on that scale everything is. So we're in a very minute situation, yet we're huge compared to the atomic level, which is way below minute. So our conception is on a scale. So in the Vedic literature, in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord is saying, here's how you can think of me in all of these conceptions of greatness and in smallness, and recognizing that the Lord permeates all of it. So you're never alone. You've just been illusioned by the body. We've discussed many times that the problem with our lives, the problem with our consciousness, the problem with our happiness, the reason for anxiety, it's all cycled around the body. We have friends, we have relatives, we have experiences, we have responsibilities, and it's all relative to the body. When you die, the body stays here. You are free to go. And when you go, there's no, there's thousands, millions of planets you can go to. So the relativity has to be recognized as a scalable reality and relativity. And it's caused by the body and the place. And outside of that is your eternal life. Outside of that is the Lord. He is always the same, unchangeable, not influenced. Okay, he is the maintainer, and yet he is beyond it. And he is always a person. Even in his minutest form, even in his grandest, vastest form, he's always a person. We perceive different aspects of his character, of his potencies, or of his energies, and we perceive different aspects of him. But when we actually understand Krishna as an individual, he's a person. And this personal conception of God is very rewarding and fulfilling because it's easy to relate, easy to understand. 
So the Lord advises you, always think of me. And at the same time, continue to perform your prescribed duties. With your mind and activities fixed on me, everything engaged in me, you will attain me without doubt. So we see where the grace of the spiritual master comes in, in training you about the Lord, his characteristics, his appearance, his quality, his form, his request for service from you. And it gives you the opportunity to fix your mind and activities upon the Lord. And this sets you on the transcendental platform. This is why we've said many times, you do not make advancement without the grace of the spiritual master. He not only explains to you the working factors involved and the eternal relationships involved, but he explains to you how to render service in that eternal relationship. So we need to revive our eternal memory. It's already there. It's not something artificial. This is something you have to build. You have to, you know, go and buy one, one piece this week and next week you get another piece. And after enough weeks, you got the whole picture. No. We have to purify our existence because it's contaminated in the material world with the, the body and with the difficulties caused by the other living entities upon us. We've discussed this before. There's three types of suffering in this material world. Those sufferings caused by your own mind and body, which we're talking about. Those sufferings that are caused by other living entities' activities upon you. And those anxieties caused by the material nature, the nature of the creation itself. Those three forces cause you anxiety. They keep you from seeing things in proper perspective. So when one touches the, the Vedic literature and he hears the explanation of these things and he steps back and he sees these as separate from himself. These three factors are going on, but they're separate from your conscious free will choice and development. The free will consciousness has an eternal relationship with God. And when you see these sufferings and influences external from you, they stop influencing you. You're able to move on independently into the transcendental platform. And your remembrance automatically comes unfolding. So we purify our existence by the Maha Mantra, by spiritual activities, eating spiritualized food, and we open our minds and consciousness up to that platform of who you really are. How should you really act once you know who you really are? You revive your eternal consciousness and simultaneously you revive your eternal occupation. And you see, oh, I am a servant of the Supreme Lord. How wonderful. He's personally present before me. How wonderful. His causeless mercy is giving me a path through all this, giving me guidance. He's delivered the spiritual master to me who's giving me all knowledge and understanding. So I have no inhibiting factors of my progress. This brings a massive awakening. This brings a massive fulfillment, a massive relief from the anxieties we just discussed. They don't affect you anymore. They've been neutralized. And this is why the Vedic literature guarantees you success in the perfection of life. 
because the instructions of the spiritual master and knowledge of reviving your eternal relationship and activities engaged on the spiritual platform directly relating to the Supreme Personality of Godhead dominate over all these temporary aspects of life. Liberation from the material manifestation and struggle for existence is easily achieved by one who serves the Lord. To achieve liberation, the Lord says, is very easy. People can do that. That's not a problem. But to actually be engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord uninterrupted, now that's an achievement. That takes purification. And that opportunity is what's being offered in the Vedic literature by Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master. Fully engaged in the service of the Lord. Free from misconceptions and struggle for existence. Actually engaged constantly in pleasing the Lord. Now we're talking. Now we've got to the platform of where everything is beautiful. Everything is eternal. Everything is perfected. Everything is what you want it to be. You are everything you've ever wanted to be. And the Lord in his causeless mercy, he sees to it that you get to do wonderful service for him. Things that fulfill your heart. He knows your heart. He's glad to see you happy. He therefore gives you service that makes you so happy. And he is very pleased by the selfless service you give. And he's always ready to offer you whatever benediction and fulfillment and happiness you require or you anticipate. So this is the situation. We don't need to stay in this material world consumed with activities and situations that are of inferior nature and that are not giving us the relief and purification and upliftment we know in our hearts we should have achieved. We can free ourselves from this by following the spiritual master's instructions. I say we can because you have to use your free will. There is no force. The Lord does not make you serve him. The spiritual master does not make you follow his instructions. It's your free will choice. Free will is not ever taken away from you by the Lord. Free will is taken away from you by the demons who run this planet. The demons are called governments and bankers and business people and elite and secret societies. These are all the demons that try to take your free will away. You can't do that without a permit. You can't do that without my permission. You can't do that here. You don't get that. All these sort of restrictions that cause you anxiety in the material world are not the Lord's plan. It's these people trying to take control of the society and the resources and the atmosphere, etc., etc., for self-interest. And they always try to steal your free will rights from you. So when you come to spiritual life and you understand what is the Lord's plan, and you are taught by the spiritual master how to engage yourself in helping that plan, and how you can overcome all the influences and nonsense of this material world so that they don't matter to you. You see that activities in this material platform are so much childish nonsense that's simply causing suffering. And you move with your free will out from this anxiety struggle for existence into the loving transcendental service of the Lord and fulfillment of happiness. So our program here, the Vedic literature we're discussing, 
the spiritual master's intent for coming here, the reason the Lord incarnates, the reason the Lord performs many of his chosen pastimes is all as examples, as guidance, as opportunities for you to touch the transcendental platform and get free from all the material misconceptions we're struggling with. This entire society is struggling with misconception. Illusion, it's called. They think something matters that doesn't. Instead of being happy in service, they use their free will to try to fix the problems of this material world that they don't have the potency to fix. We've seen many, many, many great men come forward and solve a particular problem, and 25 years later, the problem's back. We've seen it over and over and over again. The good men that try to make the place better have so much difficulty. Many of them are murdered by the demons who run the planet. Because they don't want you to get your independence back. But the Lord does. But the spiritual master does. But you do. So that is the path where you're able to get yourself to that platform. There you're naturally happy. We aren't supposed to stay here. We're not supposed to make a permanent plan here. We're not supposed to expect eternal life here. If you just look at that simple fact, you aren't as concerned about the things that are going on or the things that are wrong. You see people going around road rage. Oh, you cut me off. You didn't use your indicator. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's no skin off their nose. It doesn't matter at all. The government is now telling you, you can't ride your bicycle without a helmet. It's my body. It's my head. It's my bicycle. I can ride my bike any way I want. If I die, it's my business. If I hurt myself, it's my business. I'll learn a lesson. I'll heal. No, 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 no. They live in fear. Oh, you could hurt yourself. You could die. And they control your life. Take away your freedom. Take away your independence. And the spiritual master is going the other way. Please use your independence, your free will, to advance your consciousness and revive your eternal occupation where you will be eternally happy. So keep this in mind. They tell you it's for your safety, for your benefit. They don't even know what benefit means. The spiritual master is teaching you how to use your free will such that you're guaranteed success perfection of life, of eternal life, reviving your eternal consciousness and your eternal occupational duty, and living in eternal happiness, bliss, and knowledge. That is your normal state of existence. That is what the spiritual master is doing, helping you use your own free will to revive your eternal happiness. It's in relationship to the service to the Lord. It's not kowtowing and following these demons who run the planet who are trying to make you do what they want and not helping or doing anything to your benefit. Not a single thing. The monsters that run the planet continually contaminate the place and contaminate life and restrict and control and abuse people everywhere in every aspect of life. And they make people think it's okay or it's good or that you should abuse people too. We have a society that's so frustrated in anxiety and all they need to do is stop this nonsense and move to the platform of transcendental service, reviving their eternal understanding. 
That's where they get what we're looking for. These people can't do it for you. The spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, does it for you. You learn how to use your free will. You will be eternally happy. You will reach the platform of eternal loving service. This is the opportunity of the Vedic literature. This is the causeless mercy of the spiritual master. This is how you remember who you really are and how to become purified in this very life and revive your consciousness. Eternal spiritual bliss and knowledge in the loving service of the Lord. This is reality. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.